Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? It's metal, it's rock and roll, it's dangerous. Nobody threatens Sam, you clearly don't know who you're talking to. I am the danger. Mess with a bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Welcome to the Lion's Pit. I'm your host, Andrew. And today, I'm joined with uh, Terry Code of the lead singer of Tears of a Deity. Also, one-third of the Hikadelic show that airs every Monday at 9.30 p.m., through Facebook and reality TV, uh, reality TV, right? Reality radio. Re- radio. Reality yeah. radio, right? Okay, and also uh, has been uh, has worked with the music hall before before it shut down. But we got some lots of lots to talk about. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, brother. This is awesome. How you how you been, man? Uh, been a little I've, bit since we chatted now, a couple of months at least. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's been definitely been a work in progress, that's for sure. I mean, we we got to figure it out. We we got to figure it out some way. So, uh, yep. you know, um, so let's dive into her. Uh, first of let's all, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's chat about. Um, the Hikadelic show first. Man. So last night I watched it and <laughs> God, you guys are so goddamn funny. You guys are just so freaking funny. Uh and it, we, I love we it. We have be- way too much fun. Bottom line with that show. <laughs> but you make it but you make it that old style radio show that that guys like myself uh used to listen to you know what i mean so the -hmm. fact that you're you're doing that in 2020 is is awesome uh so it's yourself ringo and uh heiko yep yeah uh and you guys are absolutely fantastic love love listening to you guys uh Thank you so much for that, by the way. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Glad you enjoy it. Because, you know what, if it wasn't for anybody, we'd still do it if nobody was listening because we're basically jackasses. I like to just talk nonsense to each other because <laughs> we just have fun when we can, right? And so to do the show, it's honestly, it's unscripted. We do not script the show at all. Uh, the most we'll do is, like, if we, we love getting guests on, uh, so we'll bring in a guest and depend. Like, literally, we had a guest lined up for last night. We don't even know what happened. We don't know if she had some technical difficulty. She was a promoter from uh, up north. Right. But we were just, I didn't even know until literally just a couple hours before showtime that we had a guest lined up. And sometimes we know in advance. And if we do, depending on who it is, then we might do it just so we don't look like a, a bunch of morons talking to them, right? Like have some idea of what they do, right? <laughs> At least their name, right? So, but it's, it's very unscripted, um, you know, and, and because we're on internet radio and stuff, we can have a lot more fun than if you're on, you know, terrestrial radio with the CRTC. Let's just put it that way. Right? So right. it's, it, it's interesting that the show is, um, it gets a little crazy at times, but 
my favorite part, and I've said this so many times, is the the emails we get in from the fans and the chat oh, on like man. Facebook and stuff. I have so much fun with that, and because we have some of the most craziest listeners, man. And so I there's there's days I have to after the show goes, I have to go back and rewatch it, not for the whole show, just for that one email, just to hear it again. Because some of the stuff we've had come through, I'm just like. Is that did that just happen? You know what I mean? And it's just like that. Per, that was awesome, right? So we, I have moments like that, and then of course with the artists, I love because I'm a musician and producer and all that stuff too, right? So mm. musicians are like, are, are my favorite people. You know what I mean? Artists in general, whether it's music or whatever you do, I just love the creative type. So getting to actually sit with them and talk to them, you know, about what they do, I, I love it, man. I absolutely love doing it. So I have a blast with the show. I always look forward to it. And we're always we got we got a ton of stuff we're working on future wise, uh, some big things down the road and some bigger guests that we're we're in talks with right now that we're super excited about. So we're hoping to really kind of take it up a notch. And then, of course, when COVID gets done with and we can actually kind of get things back to the way it was before, we want to get back into the studio and actually be able to be in the same room again where then I, we can really poke it at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of that's kind of the, the deal with the show um i've known heiko for quite a few years we used to work together uh many moons ago and he kind of introduced me to the guys at reality radio and all that and it kind of started there and then it just went from there he i, I had i started i was already writing and recording my own music and then i had like a single got it played and then when heiko started his own show when we relate when we released save me uh, I took it on the show, did a big announcement because it's sold worldwide. So I was able to point, let everybody know where they can get it. And of course you just watch the sales all around the globe. It was killer, man. I absolutely loved it. And then I did the same mm-hmm. thing. I, I introduced, uh, you know, Ringo to Heiko, got him, him and his, his band on there. They did the same thing. And what ended up happening with that, and, and we're not trying to, you know, tutor on horns or anything. It just, it, 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 sometimes when you get the right chemistry together, the right things just kind of happen. So the three of us got together and we ended up, uh, we were told by Heiko, look, the numbers we do, the show does really well. When you guys are on here, would you guys consider doing the show with me? And we were like, fuck yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so we just, we just started doing the show last year. And it was that, at that time, it was every other Monday. And part of that was because we were cheap and didn't want to pay for every Monday. <laughs> so, so we, but what ended up happening was we get our fans, like uh, we have a huge listenership in the States as well here in Canada and then different pockets around the globe. What happened was we started getting emails from people going, you guys got to get on every Monday because I never know what Monday you're on. I always forget because it's like two, you watch and then a week you're not there and then you're back, right? So (laughs) so we kind of kept getting this mail. You guys need to be here every week. So we started doing it. And then we got people messaging us going, now I I always know it's Monday. And now I have something to look forward to, right? So it's like, oh, thanks, man. Love the love, right? So it's cool. We we enjoy it. Uh, It's a big part of our lives because of, like with me and, and Ringo, we've always been a big part of the music industry and on different levels. And then, of course, over the past few years, it's really grown for us. So that it, just to be able to be kind of engulfed in it and being around it all the time, it's kind of my happy place, right? So anything music-related, I'm happy to be there. So, so yeah, man, that's the Hikadelic Show. Right. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just having a little chuckle before, before we started about the – your your setup <laughs> all what, right what, yeah. uh i man i it's like that's your that's your trademark man like your trademark is is the stuff behind you and 
Honestly, right. man, when when I when <laughs> when I when I listen to your uh, when I listen to the show, well, I mean, I don't just listen because I'm I'm watching when I listen, and I just, just it's just so funny to watch you guys and and Heiko, man, Heiko is freaking hilarious. Uh, the 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 three of you, honestly, I know I know you said it's not scripted, but man. It, you you could definitely fool some people because it's like just the way but you guys are so natural at it you guys are just real natural uh guys just shooting the shit on on yeah. on reality radio talking about whatever uh and i think that's i think that's awesome when did the the heiko show start so it, it's kind of went through a few changes. Like I'm pretty sure Heiko's had the show for about eight years. I'd have to I'd have to ask him exactly, but I think it's about eight years. Okay. And he started the show with with another another um, radio personality, Del Morgado, who has his own thing on Facebook now. And he used to have his own show on reality radio called the Del Morgado Show. And what happened was they decided because back a few years back, what what they wanted to do at reality radio is they thought of this idea where be really cool to have a morning show on an internet radio show which is kind of strange to think about it because how would you really if you're going in and out of work nowadays it'd be a little easier because they actually have internet and cars and stuff like that but the idea was kind of like that's interesting right so they were kind of banging that idea around a little bit and then it just didn't happen but what they did is they decided to start uh, the show with those two and then it started off and it was the show and i don't i don't honestly know how long they did the show together but i remember when Dell decided to go back to his own, to have his own show because they were, they were only doing it every other week. So when we jumped on board, Ringo and I, it was still the same format every other Monday night. Right. So Dell went to his own show. He started, started back his own show because he used to have a lot of listenerships on reality radio. And then what ended up happening was he just decided I need to go back to every week and I want my own show back. So he went, did his thing and Heiko just kept, you know, moving along with it. And he would just have random people come in, people that he knew, people whatever, just to kind of fill in some time. He didn't want to let the show go. He just he knew he could turn it into something. He just needed to find the right people to do it. So he tried a few different things, a few different guys come in, and he had a you know a bit of things were going on. And sometimes it would work, and sometimes it wouldn't. Whatever. And then I told you like what happened with us, and that was I think I want to say about a year ago now, where we finally made the decision to, boom, let's just make this a permanent a permanent staple. Ringo and the code we'll be on the Heikadelic show every, you know, every other Monday. And then, like I said, what happened time went by, we need to turn that around. Let's do it every Monday. And, and it's, it, it's funny now how quickly it goes by, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> week after week. And it's like, we do the show like, like last night we did the show and, and, and then next, you know, it's, it, I'll be like sitting here again, getting ready for the show. And it's like, geez, I feel like I just did this. Right. Just did. Not that it's complaining. It's just, it's it, when you, when you literally pull a week out of it, yeah. it's amazing. It's, it seems that, you know, as, which the, the thing that we were worried about, was we always had that extra week in between where if we wanted to come up with some ideas for the show, like we would have meetings, production mm. meetings in regards to the show. It wasn't like creating a script because honestly, none of us are actors. So we had a script. We, we, it just wouldn't work because our, our chemistry is the goofiness between the three of us. Yeah. And that's how it works. And Ringo and I are terrible too. Just, the, just him and I alone people, we've been in rooms and people are just like, are you kidding me? Right. And, and it's funny because people like I remember one time it was like, you know, how old are you guys? And I'm like, look, Ringo's older than I am. OK, he should probably be setting an example. That's all I got to <laughs> say to that. Right. So we're just goofy and stupid. It's just the way we are. 
but we love music, right? And what better way to to, to talk about music than have people and, laughing and enjoying what we all love, right? So we, we try and do that. We try and talk a lot of industry stuff and and but the one thing I do I do find interesting about our listener our listenership is if we teeter off of our stupid nonsense, they call us out on it right away. Like we will <laughs> like so many times because so much crazy crap is going on around the world right now. Yeah. And and it's terrible and it's hard not to get swept up in that because it's constantly you're constantly being fed it day in and day out. Yeah. So we get on the show and, and we weren't doing a lot of uh, guests for a while. So we had all our kinks kind of worked out and figured out what we wanted to do. Right. So we would we would try and get through. At that time, it was an hour and a half show. We would try and get through the whole hour and an hour and a half just with us, right? And and we could do it. But every once in a while, that because of so much stuff, something would leak in from politics or you know the coronavirus or whatever. Which isn't our, our thing, realistically. Not the three of us aren't smart enough to be talking politics, realistically. We're we're good about it too. We're fine. We understand. <laughs> but the problem is, we still give our spiel. We still go on and do our thing. Right. And as soon as it starts, we right away get emails coming in from reality radios. We get fans on Facebook and and wherever going. That's you guys got to stop this crap. We do not tune into your show to listen politics. Go back to being stupid like you guys are. Right? They're like, okay, we're sorry. <laughs> so. The fans love us. We love the fans. It's it's a great relationship. They let us know what they like, and we just we just kind of keep in that direction. Right. So, but yeah, that's it's it. How do you not love something like that, right? It's <laughs> it's like sitting in a room with all your best friends drinking. Right? Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Shit, right. Yeah. And that's kind of what the show is, realistically. But with that being said, we also do have a lot of amazing people that have come on the show. And when we were on, when we were actually in reality radio studios, we'd even play music. But with the technology now, it just sounds like crap, and we don't want to do that to artists. So right. we have them on, and what we normally do is we will share. We know we have a, a band coming on. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what we'll do is um, we'll bring the, ba- uh, the before the band comes in, in into the show, like a day or two days before. Usually, what I'll do is around Friday, I'll, I'll post their music video up on the Hikadelic Show Facebook page, saying, "Hey, this is our guest for Monday. Check them out." So. Anybody that wants to, you know, they can check out their music so they know who we're, who we're going to have on the show. And it's like, oh, I right. love these guys. Cool, right? So we'll do that. And then once we get the studio dealt with, because we're not sure where that's going to go yet, um, we kind of got our own plans as far as that because we're not really sure where the future lies with that. We're not going anywhere. Uh, but we're, our future as far as which studio we're going to be using and how it's going to work is still up in the air. But um, once we get back to our normal, you know, three of us in a room, you know, being able to bring, we, we'd love to have bands in and actually do acoustic sets. We want to be able to play their music again. And our show will probably go back to an hour and a half to two hours, you know, so, but that's a ways down the road right now because we have no idea how long this, this whole shutdown COVID thing is going to go on for, right? So it's kind of just the way it is. Well, we just roll with it every day or every Monday. We're just like our, our catchphrase, let's get dirty at 930. So let's yeah. go, right? So that's kind of what we do, right? <laughs> so right. we just do yeah. it. So yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, you were mentioning, you were mentioning just now how, um, you know, with COVID and stuff, you don't know. Uh, I mean, me personally as a listener, I, I think, and I'm just putting my two cents in. I think what you guys have it it it's working. Uh, it it yeah. works. It works in a way that. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, if you could do like an extra show or whatever, it'd be awesome to do it 
you know like that from from different locations yeah. uh i mean i i think it's great i think the concept of the show and the way you guys have adapted has been phenomenal uh it, it's it's just such a great great show man really really great show and uh you guys are absolutely hilarious <laughs> appreciate that man so much so, no that that's really kind of you to say because honestly half the time we just think we're having way too much there's no we're having way too much fun there's no way people <laughs> will even like this who has this much fun and everyone else enjoy it right so i appreciate the kind words man that means a lot it means a lot to, to all of us because we are always working towards that and and finding sponsors to help you know because there's so much stuff we want to do um, right. and just having funding and and other things and that's what it's really about is being able to um to get you know funds coming into the show to make it better and right now we're 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 happy doing what we're doing but we actually have legitimate sponsors that are seriously interested or interested in in, in being a part of the show right. and actually if you watch a few shows back we still laugh about it because ringo's an arsehole he um <laughs> he got into it on the on and one of our shows with the guy over the stupid masks and ringo was just having a bad day went off well, if it didn't turn out to be one of our most potential sponsors, the guy that made oh, the comment, Ringo basically told him to fuck himself, right? But the way that story ended was Heiko went decided, let's go for a bike trip, right? So because oh, both God. of them, they ride bikes and stuff. So where do they end up? Out at this restaurant. And 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 Heiko was terrified to even go. He was like, hey, Ringo, how about you just stay here and I'll go in and get the burgers and stuff, right? Ringo's like, no, no, I'm going in with you, right? So they go in and right away, Bye's like, you're Johnny Ringo. Are you kidding me? So they got talking to the guy. And this is the owner of the of the place that, you know, this whole thing happened. Because him and his wife watch the show all the time and love it. And he's like, oh, my God, I've never been talked to like that in my life. And it was Johnny Ringo. It was hilarious. Absolutely. We, my wife and I love your show. And, and, and we totally want to, you know, work something out with the sponsor. And, and he says, and actually, we'd love you to come out here and do your show remotely. That would be great. We can get 100 people outside we can have 100 people outside now and you can do your show remotely it'd be great so it's really weird how things happen and, and how you know i was because that oh, happened and i was mortified crazy. i'm like ringo what the f are you doing right <laughs> it was i, I was and poor heiko because heiko's been working this for a while but it all it turned out to be a hilarious story in the end right <laughs> but that is something that's happened to us we get a, a lot of the time from the states we get listeners um uh, mess email while we're live on air and, and have asked us, do you guys ever, would you guys ever consider of doing like um, a radio tour? And I, I'd never heard of anything like that. So I, our producer, Gary LeBar, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Right. And he says, no, Gary's like, that's a real thing. Like they'll actually take a show and have it go live at different places. Well, what they, this one guy was very serious about it. He wanted us to come to like New York city and do some of the comedy clubs, but set it up as a radio, like our radio, our show is live. We're on stage in a comedy club and we just do what we do in front of a crowd and just be ridiculous. Right. That's so crazy. I was like, that's interesting. Right? That is what, like, not something that we've even thought about until that happened. It was like, could you imagine how much fun that would be? <laughs> right. Just be wild. So we, it's not like it's happening or anything. It just, it was people, we've had that conversation with our listeners on many occasions now. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting that the thought behind it doing like live remotes, and act, but actually having like you know people there, right? I mean, like guys like Howard Stern and stuff, they've done all that, right? But I was something say, so small, yeah. like like that, yeah, like us. I'm like, how would that even work, right? But it's a great idea, and who knows, maybe one day, right? If the show 
keeps going and gets better and get more listeners, maybe that's something we, we consider. I think it'd be a blast. I'm all about I'm all about meeting the fans and stuff. I think it's hilarious. I love meeting them right. and coming out. Anyone that listened to the show and and getting getting the feedback, right? I think it's great. It's I love I, I, if you notice, I talk and and it's hard to shut me up when I yeah. get going. So and, and I'm happy to do it, right? It's just part of my personality, right? I'm a right. I'm a social butterfly. So if somebody's digging something I'm working on, I'm like, okay, we're best friends now, right? So right. It, I just I just love it, right? I just I dig it. So. The, the right. show, I, I like I said, we have we have a blast. It's 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 a it's a big deal to all of us to be able to do it and to help out and with any of the local artists or artists that are up and coming to be able to get them on and, and do that. It, it's just amazing. I, I enjoy it so much and being like I said, being able to talk to the artists and bands and and to talk them on human level too to see how they are. You know, I mean, because a lot of the time you, you see artists and they're, they're, they 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 got that whole rock star thing because they're in music videos, they're on a stage, they're they're, they're playing a persona, right? Yeah. But to actually sit with them as human beings, it's such a it's such a different animal, and I really dig that. So that pretty cool. uh, and that's that's exactly why I do this because it mm-hmm. it is it really is right. Like, I've I've interviewed so many different uh, genres, so many different uh, you know in the past couple of months, and like. It's just, it's fun, man. It really is. It really is fun to talk to different people Absolutely. and, and different personalities and just help promote their music and stuff. Um, yep. but your favorite, your favorite and least favorite thing about the Hikadelic show. My, oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, my, well, my favorite thing is definitely the interaction with the listeners. I, I absolutely love that. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, because I mean, don't get me wrong. I love talk, like I said, talking to the, you know, the artists and stuff, but when you're getting the feedback from the people that are taking the time out of their lives to yeah. actually pay attention to, to, you know, and listen to what you have to say and actually care enough to stay on for an hour. Yeah. Right. I find that, I find that super impressive and awesome. Right. And, um, as far as my least favorite thing, I, I, that's a tough one because there's always little things that, that always piss you off from time to time that happen. Um, so I really, I don't, and, and the way thing right now, it's definitely the COVID. That's my least favorite thing is no. what's happened. Cause the show was, it was, it was honestly, it was a lot better because we had way better quality video. Like we had a, we had a, a professional videographer in reality studios that filmed we didn't do any of it he it was all set up he did it all went into a separate yeah, computer yeah. he streamed we didn't have to do anything and and so the sound quality audio quality was was top notch you couldn't get any better right so when covid hit we lost all of that great quality but with that it also came the opportunity to learn um so many new uh things about technology to do a lot of it ourselves. right and and then with that you have to it's kind of like you have to figure out, okay, that was, we don't have that anymore. So how can we take this show and still make it great? You know what I mean? So even though that's my least favorite thing, it still helped out on so many levels. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, I, it's, yeah. it's hard to answer that right now because I don't really, it's not like I have a, a guest that I disliked or, uh, you know, one of the guys pissed me off or anything like this. Nothing like that, right? It's just right now COVID just changed the world. And oh, yeah. At the yeah. time, and, and it sucks, but <clears throat> truth be told, when we're looking back on the whole COVID experience one day and you think of all the changes that are going to come out of this and I don't just, I'm not even just talking about political and all that garbage. I, I don't care about that. I'm talking about like the music industry as a whole, mm-hmm. like they're, they're the, the industry is saying now that by, I think by the end of the decade, the, the, the music industry is going to be worth like ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, 
up like by I can't I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I had them written down because I talked about this in the Hikadelic show. But I mean bill or millions and millions and millions of dollars, it's gonna it's gonna just skyrocket. Because of streaming and everything that's happening, it's gonna take a whole new a whole new it's gonna have a whole new face to it. It's kinda mm-hmm. like how we went from back in the eighties and nineties, uh, the big record labels. They they were they ruled the world as far as music industry went. Now how many of them are left realistically and how and I know so many artists that want nothing to do with them. They they want nothing to do with the big labels, they want to yeah. do it themselves and because it's it and the labels that are left, it's not about the big record deals anymore. You don't hear very often about the multi million dollar record deals. A lot of the time with that stuff it's distribution deals. That's really what matters to most artists. They want to make sure their stuff is getting everywhere it needs to be. So that tends to be a lot of the bigger deals now. Of course, you do hear the odd one where it's like, wow, that's pretty extraordinary. But it's, it's kind of rare now to, to hear those big deals, especially in rock and metal and things like that, right? So, like, no more Geffen Records, right, doing the big Guns N' Roses deals and Motley Crue, all these bands out of the <laughs> yeah. 80s, right? It's, it, that's, that's so gone now, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so I, I think there is going to be a lot of good things that come out of this down the road. Technology is going to be another thing. Like with streaming, everybody's tr- everybody has to find a way to keep moving forward, and this is the only way to do it right now, which is kind of interesting. I, like as much as I hate it, I also find a lot of interesting points to it, and, and so I, I strongly believe that down the road, like how fast this is going to change, because everyone's having tr- the same problems, right? Like you and I chatted offline uh, yeah, yeah. before this about about the, the the struggles of trying to get all this stuff working together, <laughs> right? So it's. And it, it is. It's a struggle at best. So, and to, and yeah, to not spend a buttload uh, doing it as well has is, is been another absolutely. huge thing. Yeah, that and that's the trick, right? And that's the other side of it, too. I mean, you even look over 20 years ago uh, with recording studios. Now everyone's doing it themselves. And the reason is 20 years ago, you couldn't buy a program that would – like the programs they were running in, in major recording studios, you can buy now for under a grand. You know what I mean? And boom, now you've got a full-blown recording studio in your house. So uh, the price of everything technology-wise has dropped to the point where that ate that part of the industry too. That that screwed all the major recording studios, which is why like Metalworks in Toronto and stuff, they started a school out of their studio. And it's one of the biggest recording studios in the country. <laughs> but because of funds and people, they were like, we got to keep this place afloat. Let's start a school out of it. What a brilliant idea, right? Yeah. So... It's kind of neat how that how it kind of works, right? But yeah, it's, it's definitely going to change. So, yeah. yeah. So sticking with the music industry and and the way the way it's going, uh, there's some pretty big news. Ed and Maggie from the music hall joined up and are making something even bigger. Yes. And. I let me tell you, I am so pumped about this because those those two worked their asses off, yes. and I, you know, time and time again, I've been to the music hall and seen so many different shows, and always always run into Maggie and and Ed and always just always super super awesome. I, they they deserve this. I think this is amazing. Right across the street on 44 Bond Street, I, I believe it is. 44 Bond, yep. So I, I hear that the base, the basement used to be 
used to be the dungeon, or they called the yes. dungeon, and then they closed it, it down. Was the dungeon, yes. Right, and yeah. so, so the the basement will will be uh, for smaller shows, and then the and then you've got the first floor, which is for larger shows, and then you got the the second floor. I, this is phenomenal, man. This, this is huge for Oshawa. Uh, so how pumped? How pumped act- are you? <laughs> so this was. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. This was. This was a wild ride. So I. I work with Ed Monday to Friday, nine to five on this venue, and I have been for two months. And long before this was, we were trying to keep this kind of quiet. And when you want to tell everybody, you know what I mean? Because what happened was I was, I was working at a job and June 1st, I got laid off due to COVID. Right. And for now, I'm supposed to go back. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I got home. I was working a midnight shift. I come home the Monday morning and Ed texts me and he says, we're going to, and I already knew this was going to happen because uh, I, I helped them move out the hall and all that stuff, got all the gear. Because we didn't know what was going to happen, so we had to get the gear out of there. We didn't want to take any chances, anything happening to it. So we, we took all our gear out and, and put it in storage. Um, but anyhow, um, so that same day, Ed calls, Ed texts me. He says, look, we're going to announce today that we're closing closing the venue. And I already knew it, but until you actually see it come up on, on, on your news feed and it's official – so I literally just got laid off and then just lost the dream job of my life was working at the music hall. And all in one day, it was just all gone. And I was, I was heartbroken over this, right? So I struggled with that for, for a couple of days. That night, actually, we had a hikeadelic show. So I did the show, probably had way too much to drink. <laughs> and, uh, but, so that, that, that week was a hard week, the first week after they, they announced it. And then the following week, I get a phone call from Ed. And he starts telling me about what was going on at this venue. And I had goosebumps going up my friggin' arms. <laughs> and he's like, so I want I, I want you to be a part of this. I said, well, yeah, of course, I'm there. No problem, man. Of course, I, I'm there. 100% I'm there. Uh, Ed and Maggie are, are my family. so And they know that. And they know I would do anything for them. Just like Johnny Ringo and Heiko. I have a very close family with those all these people, right? right. And so they meant the world to me so when this happened and i know the struggles they went through with the music hall because it's not an easy business to be in and the biggest part of the problem with the music hall was it was just a venue as awesome as it was there was they was only open when they had a show and so the Mm -hmm. only time they're making money is when there's a big band on that stage so the amount of money that you can lose during that they had no food service there like there was not a kitchen in that place there was not a smaller venue that we could do anything else with so the potential to lose cash out of that was just astronomical. And, and then when the funny, the worst part of that was, and uh, we, the music hall was set up this year to have the best year. It was already heading in that direction, the best year they've ever had in that venue because the amount of money they were already making with the great shows they already had and the shows that were lined up, which I know how many there were and how many huge artists were coming to that venue and, and then have it all snuffed away over over an L, over the covid thing right it was just it was heartbreaking to see that so when all this came out uh, ed and i we were on the phone that day and he's telling me and i'm like dude i got, I got goosebumps like yeah me too <laughs> right like this right <laughs> and so we talked and talked about it and i was dying to get in there and to check it out because i really didn't know what state it was in because back when the dungeon was open you're going back to like the 
the the the mid to late 90s and then i think it was in the early 2000s it, it had its doors closed and i played there back in i want to say it would have been the late 90s when i played there with mm-hmm. I, I would have been like i don't know 18 17 18 years old excuse me and um so i played i played there and then i went to a couple other shows it wasn't like my main hangout but i definitely had been there and played there and uh and when the upstairs i'd never been to the upstairs venue other than when it was laser quests i was there when it first opened as laser quests i was in high school my buddy and i let's go let's go try this out so we went one time and then oddly enough years later i ended up taking my son there when he was about eight years old and now he's 21 you know tomorrow and took him there for uh, after after the hockey right his whole team went there and stuff so Right. I, I, that was the only times I was there. So getting to go into the venue for the first time to see all of that gone, I didn't even realize there was a stage in there because I'd never seen pictures back when it was the, the, the CAW hall or anything, right? Because that's what it was built. It was built in 1951. And I walked in there and I went, holy shit. And yeah, it needs a lot of work. That's okay. We got time now. <laughs> right? So, and and then went down to the basement and seeing the old dungeon bar and uh, the, the big logo dungeon along, which sadly everyone that loves that place, I was the one that ripped the logo, the dungeon logo <laughs> off the walls. So you can blame me. All right. Um, but all, all joking aside, it was pretty overwhelming, like going in there going, wow, this is, this is pretty wild. But so just to, to make a few point, points about what this venue is going to be capacity and things like that. So, Right. The basement venue, again, these it's not going to be called the dungeon. We're going to change names. Uh, the whole building's all going to have different names. For uh, so the basement oh, okay, bar, okay. which we haven't named yet, it's going to be upwards of you know three four hundred capacity. Um, but it's it's such a way that if you had even a hundred people down there, it'd still be a great show. It's still right. So it, it'll be perfect for small local shows. And the idea being with that bar, we want to run it Monday, you know, basically seven days a week. And to have every every genre of music, because we are music lovers, and we will have everything from death metal to hip hop and everything in between. We will do our club nights there, uh, maybe even do some karaoke nights. Some night. we you know we're gonna experiment to see what people want and what they will come out for, because it is for the community after all, right? But it is gonna be geared towards the the musicians and stuff. Now when you go upstairs, um, that's gonna be about 1,200 cap room, so that's that's double than what the music hall was. Um, right now, so I don't know if you've ever been in the place, but no. uh, we've actually made a balcony up there. So it used to be just a wall with a little hole in the wall because at one point in time they used to shoot, they used to have movie a movie projector in there, and they would shoot it through this little hole in the wall. Well, we've gutted that whole thing, so that's a big open balcony now. Oh, wow. And then they're going to have legs coming off that balcony that go down the side of the walls to help with the 1,200 cap. So there's going to be a little bar up top. There's going to be, I think, two bars downstairs in the main floor as well. So um, in the basement, so what we're doing, we're, we're gearing this towards big artists. So what we want to do is um, we're going to have in the basement where the dungeon is, uh, there, where the green rooms used to be back there, we're actually taking it out a little bit more, and we're going to have three green rooms. So there's actually going to be a staircase coming from beside this, the, the stage where the big artists can go down to the green room. They won't be seen. Go down, there's, there'll be three green rooms with a hallway. So a hallway it'll come down into, and then three green rooms. There's going to be a laundry facility down there for touring artists and a washroom Holy. right down there. And then we're going to put a smaller green room on the outside of that, and that's for the artists that are going to be at the dungeon. A lot of artists don't need green rooms, but 
uh, if you get females that come through, they need a place to change. And so we want to have, you know, have a nice respectable location for the artists, even if they want to store some of their personal belongings, right? They have, a, they have a, their own green room. So we'll have that for them as well. Um, the bathroom situation is going to be interesting because I've seen a comment recently on, uh, oh, I hope the old dungeon bathrooms are there. No, you don't want those bathrooms there, man. It's it's a horror scene in those bathrooms. Um, we had to, we have to get rid of them. They're they're that bad. Uh, but we also have to put a lot more in because we got a thousand over. We could have over a thousand people upstairs. We have to have bathrooms, and they, the bathrooms for upstairs will be downstairs because there's just we just don't have the room up there. But we're going to be putting in big bathrooms with lots of stalls and so on and so forth, right? So it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be very uh, the the basement. So. Our goal for downstairs is we want an underground feel, but without the dirt, the grime, the, the nonsense. We want it to be a nice bar down there, but have an underground feel that's that still makes people want to come and go, okay, I I, did, I, I don't feel dirty being here, right? Kind, so, kind of and, like the Velvet Underground. Oh, I love that bar. That is a, I was there once and absolutely loved that place. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we, want, we, want a, we want a nice feel to it, but have that kind of underground feel. Uh, right. And, of course, we like the music hall. We will have... Uh, professional security through the whole building so you don't have to worry about being safe if you're coming there because you know uh it'll be it'll be uh kept up it'll it's going to be clean upstairs uh, going back up there that's going to be um be, it's going to be geared towards uh obviously music but we're also we also want to be able to have other events so we want to be able to have even weddings there because in the off season because usually from june to like september it's an off season for venues it's a horrible time of year a lot of venues that are just straight up music venues lose a lot of money because bands aren't touring. They're off in Europe and stuff like that, doing the doing the circuit over there, right? The festival right. circuit, and so it's it's a, it's a time of year venues struggle. So we thought, let's make this a really nice venue. We could even put some chandeliers in the ceiling. We'll make it up so people want to have a wedding here. It's a great place to do that. You know what I mean? So we can have other. We can even do corporate events there. It's big enough. So it's going to be a really nice uh, facility up there. Then. What's happening from there is you go upstairs. Um, they're putting in a really, uh, really nice, you know, not over the top high end, but high end enough restaurant that's going to be just beautiful. Um, but people are still going to be able to afford to go there, kind of thing, right? So right. that the idea with that is we've actually had a, a couple, uh, a couple guys in from Toronto recently. I wasn't there for that, um, and they went through. They're going to be they're 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 designers. That's what they do. They design kitchens and restaurants and stuff and. They came into the place and were blown away. They were they they do a lot of stuff out in Toronto, and they and so they were out there checking out, doing their thing, and then they came to the new venue and they were like, "Turns out they're huge music lovers." So these guys were just <laughs> flabbergasted, like, "Oh my god, we gotta be a part of this, right?" Absolutely loved it. So they're gonna they're, they actually want to move into the area now because of this place. And wow. but the idea being is we're gonna have when it's all said and done, we're actually gonna have a baby grand piano upstairs with a small little stage that we can do intimate acoustic type sets and potentially some, um, the idea also being is to be able to do some really cool meet and greets. Like when we had Rain Maida and Chantel Kraviacic at the music hall, yes. that would be a perfect place. They could go up there if they wanted to do a little ditty, they, the piano's there, whatever, it's all there. And we can do, you know, close the restaurant down for an hour, do a nice meet and greet, open it back up, you know what I mean? And it's all, everything is in-house for the artists. And that's really the goal for that. And the other thing a lot of people wasn't it said in a lot of the, the, the stuff that went out, but 94.9 The Rock actually talked about it. Uh, there's going to be, not this year obviously, but next year, rooftop patio. So that's going to be the other goal to get up to, on top of that roof, put up a beautiful 
like just think of that summer hot summer night sitting up on a patio right over bond street it'll be done up real it's gonna be awesome man like the amount of people that we have heard from we've already had liana the lazies through there we've had uh christian and, and jag of i'm either earth come through and hang out with us in there you know we had uh sunday night we had the standstills in there checking it out everybody is loving this place we've heard from pretty much every major uh player in the music industry as far as promote promoters go and, and and booking agents and we've even had some show up that are stoked for this to happen and most of them already want our calendars and we're in the gutting process and they already <laughs> want our calendars for both venues so it, it's exciting uh when it when we when we finally got to release it like i was sitting just waiting. I'm like, I can't wait to do this. When are we going to release it? I was always at Maggie. Are we going to make it And uh, so it, it was just super exciting day and all our phones exploded. And all day long, we, we were, Ed and I were at the venue doing our thing and we, our phone constantly working away, grabbing our phones again because people were reaching out from us from all over the place. The Headstones even reached out and, and want, want to be, want to do something there, you know? So it's it's it t the whole the whole building is so up a notch from what we were at before it, it this you know skies are the limit now right so it's it's exciting as all hell and there's other stuff that we are talking about that can go on in the basement aside from the dungeon not the dun in where the dungeon is now there's other rooms back there so there's lots of planning in regards to other musical ventures with those as well that right. i won't discuss now because they're, i don't even know if they're going to happen they're just kind of in discuss in discussion stages but right so yeah, it's unbelievably exciting, and I honestly believe, and, and the, the outpouring of love too, from when they closed the hall to where we are now to this release. Which the interesting part of this is, uh, when they closed the hall, we had I think it was the music hall Facebook page had I think it was like something like 130, 140 thousand uh, people on that, like between commenting, liking, and sharing that post. Like that post went viral. And so the owners, which is the Sacco group that own that whole area, own that building and everything, they own, I think, like 56 buildings downtown. Uh, we're kind of partnered up with them. And they uh, that was part of the, the, the big thing for them was they seen, because they initially were thinking of turning that building into a venue before, but knew Ed and Maggie had the music hall. And Ed and Maggie didn't know them. They, they just knew the group. They didn't know the owners in, in person, right? So when this all happened, it through kind of, a weird chain of events and people who know people they ended up finally getting a hold of each other and and Sacco group um antonella she was like the the outpouring of love i realized now that music hall is gone i want you guys to run this venue because you people are loved and we need this going in here now and we need this kind of this kind of a team you know and that's kind of really what happened so there, there's a lot going on a, a lot going on there it's it's um it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Like the gutting alone, the amount of stuff, because uh, I've seen some, and I'm going to, because this is going to go out when you're done. This gives me an opportunity to answer a couple of questions that I've seen kind of pop up. And some people, 99.9% .9 of the people are stoked about this. And you always get that small percentage that just use the opportunity to be dicks. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? You see all the outpouring of love and then one comment, some guy yeah. being a moron, right? Uh, so one, one thing I did see come up um, was people were, uh, not people, one guy was complaining about, uh, uh, saying things along the lines that, you know, I, I don't think it's going to pass any kind of safety, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So understand that it, it's, it's not my, just myself. Like it's Ed and myself are gutting. And then we have full teams of construction crews that are going to be coming in to, to, you know, to do this. And I'll be a part of that. I'll be working with them. Ed will be working with them. But the other side of that is 
we have gutted this place to just to the original walls. That's how much we've taken out. Like the dungeon, everything's gone. All the plumbing, all the electrical, everything. Right, the walls are right to the concrete walls on the other side. And right. the reason is because we want to do it all from scratch and make this place epic. And and then we know it's in the walls. We know it's we know what we have in the building now. We don't have all this random stuff from 1951 that's not even being used anymore. <laughs> so we gutted it all. And now we've got everything's brand new when that place opens up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be epic, man. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be the the, the Oshawa baby, man. Like this is gonna attract even more than the musical, you know, and not and not just Canadian wise, but I think worldwide. I think you it's gonna people are gonna want to come and play here, and not just. Not just Toronto, and I think that's that's one yes. of the biggest keys is because when when you talk to people in this when when you talk to bands and stuff in the states, it's it's Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now it's gonna be Oshawa Absolutely. as well, and and I think that I think that's huge. I think that's what this city deserves. Because so many, so many people take shots at Oshawa being, being the right. schwa and being you know being a whole basically, uh, yep. basically the sister or the brother of Hamilton and right, you know it's not man it it really isn't there's there's some good good people and and the music industry here is is booming especially when you've got the Durham College uh and so many so many artists so many artists in unknown in in the Durham uh college that you know that want to want to get out and I think this is huge I think this is this is a freaking huge moment for for Oshawa and I think it's awesome absolutely and I'll tell you Speaking of Durham College, I mean, we we worked with Durham College on a couple of things. We were actually supposed to host the, uh, the 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 awards there this year. That that and Durham College is a part of all that. But we always had right. uh, like a lot of our our, uh, our promoters and people that would work at the hall were part of Durham College, part of the uh, the, the music. Uh, what's that? Pro I'm trying to remember the name of it. The music. Uh, shit, I can't remember the name of the program. It, it, it's like music business or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, Mu and, the music business program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music so business we, we get management. Yeah. Okay, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we get we actually get a lot of them, you know, working with us and become part of the team and part of our family, you know, and and um, so that's important to us. We want to continue doing that, and because we again, there's a campus directly across the street from from this venue as well. There's a Durham College bill. I don't know what they do in there, but you know, we're it's a it's a college town, man. Like, and yeah. what a better place to have it, right, right there. So it's gonna we're gonna clean it up real nice make it into something the city can be proud of and the main goal at the end of the day for us as a music as music venues is we want this to be a guaranteed tour stop for any big band coming through you know what i mean that's that's what we have to do and that's why we're making sure we have it you know the you know some great green rooms for these guys and laundry service and all you know about you know everything right we want to make this and then of course with the food and everything like it's going to be a beautiful restaurant upstairs and it, it we want this to be 
a, a guaranteed stop for any band. Like, oh yeah, we got to make sure we hit 44 bond. You know what I mean? And, and make them want to come back. So, and we've already seen the outpouring of love. Like I said, we've how many musicians and we've had some uh, management groups and and stuff already come through the place, and we're like, holy shit, right? So there's the excitement's already there. You know, like when you get Hugh Dillon call, you know, message going, hey, what's up with the venue? Can uh, I would like to work something out. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you're doing something right, right? When you when you get some of these bigger bigger rockers and stuff wanting to be a part of it and getting in and play when it's open and it's it's exciting it's totally exciting so yeah it's uh, it's taken up all my time at, at the moment or uh, most of it but i'm super happy about that because honestly i don't know what i'd be doing you know getting laid off on june 1st for my my day job to do right. what i'm used to and then to do nothing so and this just fell into place it was like like i said when i shared it it was almost the timing of it is almost like <laughs> supernatural you know what i mean it's it's weird how it all kind of unfolded i literally before uh before we come on the show i was literally in a meeting uh, at uh it's kind of a summertime meeting i had with ed and maggie and ringo and stuff and we, we were and, and actually matt bell you know matt bell right yeah yeah, yeah. promoter oh, yeah good friend of ours he's actually been there helping us he's a great guy he's got a lot of amazing ideas and great things he's working on so he you know he was there with us tonight and we had a great meeting about you know because we always got to be thinking ahead, right? What can we do? Like, what can we, we're always planning together. And that's the one thing I love about the team is it is an actual team. It's not like one guy going, Hey, let's, you know, we're going to do this. It's like get together. Let's bang around some ideas and, and get this going. And so that's kind of what we do. Right. And I, and I love that. I absolutely love that. So it's been, it's been exciting. I think the future is incredibly bright for the music scene in these parts. And, uh, you know, if I have anything to say about it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a hell of a hell of a ride. Anybody that wants to play there, it's going to be you're going to have a great time, a great show. And the people that want to come out and, and have a great night, it's all in one house, because the idea being we can have a big show upstairs. Big band. Most of those shows have a tendency to end by midnight. Now, if you want, you can go up to the restaurant or you can go down to the basement because we're going to have something else going on down there now. You know what I mean? So we can keep everybody in house if you want, you know, and then if not, and there's lots of places around the area, too. But everything is there so it's going to be great right but there's also right across the street which the music hall dealt with as well you had the the tribute community center yeah and and i think it's i still don't hear people talk about the tribute community center and right even though it's it's a bigger venue it's a you know it's you know 6000 plus whatever and i th i just i think that i think that what you guys are building is going to be it it's it it's almost like it's like a family part of Oshawa where right. the tribute community the tribute community center is i mean it used to be the gm center you know and yep. Now it, that's that's changed. Well, that changed a while ago, but still, it, you know, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it almost it seems like it doesn't fit in Oshawa as a point. the community trivia center. I mean, that that's just really a different animal. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, music venues as opposed to you know arena shows. Arena shows are are, are, are great. You know, I I've, I've been there for I've seen Five Finger Death Punch there and stuff like that and Bowl Beat and. You know, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the shows there. It's just such a different animal because the when when a touring band that's coming through to play a venue, 
we have pretty mostly everything in house. They don't they don't need. I mean, a lot of them will bring their own sound guys and some of their stuff, but it's the stage. You don't have to put up a stage. You don't have to put up your own light. Everything is there if you want it to be. You know right. what I mean? Where like if you put a show on at the Tribute Center, you're bringing everything, and, and you got you you know they have trailers of stuff. And usually with the, some, the bigger shows, what we did at the music hall was they, they would usually, some of the artists would bring their own sound guys and their own sound gear and more lighting and things like that. But it's not to the degree that you would have to, if you're at the tribute community center, right? It's, it, it's, it's very, it's a different animal. Um, so to mm -hmm. us, we don't compete with them. They don't compete with us. Um, tributes the tribute and they, they do good work there. They're, you know, they, yeah. um, great shows i've seen there and and we're, we're just a different entity altogether of downtown right so and, and our idea being is we plan on having like the restaurant will be open seven days a week the 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 venue in the basement will be open seven days a week offering everything is the plan right all kinds of music and so and then of course the upstairs venue that's going to be 1200 cap ish we're still trying to wait to find the final numbers and up it's going to be a thousand or plus yeah. um it's going to be that's going to be our the big boy right so we're going to have all the bigger bands coming through like you know now we compete with like the phoenix and things like that you know those 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 kind of bands so there, there's no reason why and and you know we're also in talks with with other owners of other venues and you know working stuff out i mean that it's if you can build a team man that, that's what you want to do because then you just yes. link it all together right yeah. and and with with what we're doing there man it's 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 just going to be a very inviting place and and people are going to want to be there. Why wouldn't you? Great stage, great bands, great food, great. You know what I mean. And in the summertime, a rooftop patio that's going to be killer, just and, killer. And I also think uh, it couldn't come at a better time as well because with with COVID and the pandemic, uh, it's going to no! open up so many job opportunities for for other people, right. which I think is is awesome. Uh, especially with having with having the restaurant and stuff like that, it's it's amazing and absolutely. I, Oshawa needs it, man. Oshawa really needs it. it. I mean, it's going to bring money downtown to other businesses as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not like everybody that goes to big shows either going to go to a restaurant <laughs> or to the basement. They are going to go out the street and go to other places. That's just the way, and that's the way it needs to be because it's about revitalizing the downtown core. We want to be a part of that. So that's that's the plan. And uh, so there, yeah, it's, it's a huge undertaking, but like you said, the timing is interesting with COVID. We have the time because that venue upstairs will not open until next year. There's no, you're not going to see 1200 cap rooms opening up likely this year. I would, I would, I would be, I would find that very hard yeah. to believe um, downstairs. Yeah. But it's not going to be, if, if we're able to do a show come new year's, we're going to do it. We're hoping to do that. Even if it's just opening it up, having a small party of however many people were allowed, if it's a DJ, we're allowed, great. If we can do a band, great. Our goal is to be able to do something New Year's Eve in the basement venue. And we're hoping by then to be able to get the restaurant up and going. And then next year, you know, eventually get that big venue and then get everything kind of going, right? So, right. you know, there, there's a lot a lot to do, but we're unbelievably excited to do it. And we, you know, every day we kind of pinch ourselves and, and, and expect <laughs> this to be a dream, you know what I mean? Because we're all of us, everybody involved in this is super excited about it. And just can't wait to be able to present it to the city and, and allow uh, so many. I have so many amazing friends and so many amazing people I know in this town that are musicians and fans of music. 
and and now you know there's somewhere else you know that they can go to. There's some other great you know there's other great bars in the area too. Don't get me wrong. It's just we want to be able to be a musical hub. You know what I mean? So right. everything we can we can do there, and that's kind of the goal. You know, and so that's that's the plan. So yeah, it's been exciting, and it's been a lot of hard work. I you know. Uh, it's it's nine to five every day. Ed and I going at it. We have some other great volunteers that come in periodically and and help out and uh, some other friends and so yeah, it's it, we're 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 figuring another week to two weeks and we should be through the gutting and then the building start will start actually getting her going. So that that's that's, that's awesome. what I'm excited about getting to that stage. So yeah, and then yeah, and then once good. it's then once it's all done, you just look at your masterpiece. It's going to be weird for me because being there from the very beginning to to right. the, the the end when it's all said and done, that place is it's going to be the the worst part about if if I had to have a worst part of all this, it's it's you get so attached to it, you know what I mean? Mm. And then and you see a comment online, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to fight this guy now, you know what I mean? <laughs> Joking, but it's yeah. it just you get so it becomes like your baby, right? It's your home, it's your sanctuary. And you you just want this place to be so great, and you want everyone to love it, you know. So it, it, that's that's the downfall, though, is you get super attached, and it's and people you get you get idiots everywhere, right? We had idiots at the music hall <laughs> that come in and cause problems. It's just the nature of the beast. You gotta you gotta let that stuff go, though. But right. know, joking though, but you know, it, it is what it is. But we we are definitely stoked to do this for sure. I I have seen you in action at at the music hall and you you are not only are you hardworking terry but you are uh very very passionate about what you do and you can tell uh you can tell right now with me talking to you you can tell when when you're at the venue and 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 just looking at you seeing seeing the the passion in your in your eyes this is what you were meant to do man and it, yeah. uh it, it's it it's amazing it honestly is amazing that 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 people are in the music industry being able to do what they're passionate about and what they love and what they want to do it, music's music's a huge passion man it's it just the yeah. the the ball of, of passion that that music is is just amazing and how it brings so many people together man like you were Absolutely. saying uh it's a community that is it, it's a huge huge community that uh you know people people want to be a part of and there's not one person may, maybe a couple of people that you'd talk to that don't listen to music Music is a huge, a huge part of the world. It saves lives. Yeah. Yep. Oh, 100%. 100%. Music saves lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it, it, it helps out on so many levels. So, yeah, I agree yeah. 100%. And it is, I had that conversation with Maggie tonight. It, this is my happy place. This is where I, I feel I belong <laughs> is doing, doing this stuff. Right. And I love it and I don't want to stop. So I plan right. on, on being a part of this, uh, the rest of my life anyways I'm, I'm hoping to be and i want to keep going forward and being a part of the music scene because i get like i said before these are my people these are the ones i feel connected to right yeah. artists are like that and you talk to an artist uh, two artists get talking it's it's almost it's almost like that friend you you, you just met but you feel like you've known for your whole life 
because artists are, are can be so like that because we're all creative people, right? And and it cre you know creation is kind of that amazing thing that happens between you know artists when they work together, right? You create something amazing, so it's like yeah, I get it. So that's where I belong, and that's where I want to be. So so speaking of, let's get into uh, your band Tears of of a, a Deity. What all have you been doing with that band? Because I know you've been busy with, with uh, getting this going for with with Ed, mm -hmm. and then you've got your Hikadelic show. So yeah, where where does yeah. where does Tears fall in? So it's right now. It's it's actually we've kind of we've taken the opportunity to just like a lot of bands are, are working hard right now. We've done the exact opposite. We we've kind of we we have had a couple practices as far as the band goes, and I mean we've had some health issues in the band which is dealt with now and everyone's good and everything's good you know everyone's healthy and happy and just uh, allowed everyone to kind of do their own thing and and some guys were working some guys weren't and 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 then everything that went on like you said with, with the new the new venture and stuff right it took a lot of my time but uh, one thing I have I have uh, I have been working on is is a, re a remix of a song that I wrote a few years ago. So that's kind of taken my time up um, uh, quite a bit as far as my own studio work goes. Um, so that that's kind of a release I want to I, I really want to get out. Um, I'm hoping some point this year. Uh, I just I've really kind of babied it though because it, it's it's kind of one of those songs. Every once in a while, an artist writes a song. <laughs> and it's it's just something very special to that person yeah. <clears throat> for whatever reason this is my song right and i i remember talking to you a bit about this before yeah. um and it's a song called heaven so far away um in 20 uh, 2011 i i lost my dad and uh so i i was i'd written a song called memories in stone um which is the ink on my arm actually it's uh tour for my dad and everything but I wrote a song called Memories in Stone, which is on, on Facebook, and, and it, was, it was a very um, emotional song. And I had people come up to me and say, you know, a beautiful song, very heart-wrenching. Have you ever thought about writing something for your dad? And of course I have. But the problem was I hadn't come across any way, like the lyrics weren't coming to me. I had no way to, I just, it wasn't working. It was like a writer's block. Right. But with me, I'm a very spiritual person, and I find music very spiritual. And I've always, I've never allowed myself to get too bent out, out of shape if I couldn't write something when I needed to, because I always know when a song, I need to write a song, it just happens when it's supposed to happen. And here's, here's, here's how that worked out for me. In 2014, I found out I had, I had a cancer that almost took my life. And I found out on a Wednesday uh, that I, I, I had cancer. And that Saturday, I sat down at my piano and I wrote the piano line for it. And not knowing if I was going to be here very long because I had no idea how bad this was. Out of the gate, it shouldn't have really been that bad. It was a melanoma, and most people, it's never an issue. But unfortunately for me, I had it for a long time. And it was on the back of my leg, so I never thought much about it. So anyways, what happened was I sat down, I'm looking, trying to figure out lyrics, and I stumbled across some lyrics that I had written before that didn't really make any sense to me until I read them again, doing all this. And, I, and it all kind of hit home to what the song needed to be about, it wasn't really so much about my dad per se. It was about the fact that when the point in my life that I, I, I hit where I needed the one person I needed to talk to the most, I couldn't because heaven's so far away, which is the concept of the song. And so it all just kind of went boom and hit so hard. I wrote the song very quickly, 
recorded it very quickly, uh, got my bass player over here, got him to do the tracks, and then the whole time, because what had happened with that 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 cancer is they did they did the first surgery, which was minor, but they found through that surgery that it had the cells had started to spread, so they didn't know where and how far. So what ended up happening was I did I had to go in for two more surgeries. They did them at the same time. One was a lymph node biopsy, and uh, and then they took more from the area. And then I remember talking to my doctor one day, and he was telling me the next steps, which could potentially be, uh, you know, chemo uh, therapy and stuff like that. And so I was just like, I don't know. I didn't honestly know if I was going to be here much longer. So I, I raced through the recording process, raced through the mixing, mastering. I did the video. I put a video together of of the song that has it's all family photos of my dad and kind of you know what I mean. So right. what what I ended up doing with it, I did it really quick because I didn't think I was going to be here to finish it, and I wanted to make sure it was left behind. So when I beat it, I went, you know what, I'm gonna have to redo that one day. So I vowed to myself I would rewrite the song, redo it, put my heart and soul into it and then eventually released it again. So that's what I've been working on during COVID. It's kind of weird how that happened during COVID, but um, it's something I kind of started over the last couple of years, but it was only like I'd get time and I'd, a weird idea would hit me and I would just kind of throw something down. And then I had all these ideas kind of meshed together. And then finally I sort of sit down and, and got everything kind of worked out and then really, and, and it's something now that I'm sitting here going, wow, that's, that's pretty deep. That's, that's more of how I need that to sound. You know what I mean? Right. And it, it just everything that I put into it. So it became that song for me. So I, I'm still, I still got to get Troy, my bass player in here. And um, I still got to send it to him so he can write his bass lines. But I've spent so much time being picky going, this has to be perfect this time. I'm not messing around. You know what I mean? I have time right now. I'm, I should be here this time next year. So it's kind of one of those things. So I, I'm like, I'm just getting really picky because it, it's that it's, it meant that much to me. Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to leave it this way. So I'm just, that's what I've actually been spending my studio time with. And the, the, the tears itself, we've, we've, uh, we've had a couple rehearsals during COVID and just to keep our chops up. And it's funny. Every time we see each other, we go up and say, are you Rob and Troy, John? Really? Holy shit. Don't even recognize you guys. Right? That's around, of course, but it's, it's, it's bizarre. We, I, I talk to them every once in a while. I, they, they know what I'm, what I'm working on and, and, uh, and everything that's going on. So, they know I'm busy. I know they they got their own thing going on. So we plan on, we're actually thinking of a show. Uh, actually, you watched our show. So uh, you remember uh, last Monday we had Monster on. Uh, yeah. the, uh, they're good. They're good friends of ours. And uh, so I would love to get something together when this all lifts and the new venue gets open for downstairs uh, with us to get Monster on there and Motor City Maniacs, which is Johnny Ringo's band. And get us doing doing a fun night at the at whatever the hell it's going to be called, <laughs> right? right? So that's kind of the goal. And, and the band we're gonna we're gonna start getting ready because so my fear through all of this with the band and I told my guys this was I I, I like because I we got offered to do some shows house shows and things like that. Excuse me, but I was always worried because I kept hearing about how all these people would you know they'd have a house party and next thing you know they're getting fined and people would be walking on the street and they didn't. They didn't like how far they were to others. It was just getting so out of control. I said to my guys, I said, look, I would love to play outdoor because we have good friends of ours that do uh, outdoor parties every summer with the exception of this summer. And, and, and we've been out to play them. And I would love to do that. But the thing is for me is I would be terrified to be outside 
playing this show, the cops show up, because I'm sorry, I'm I'm not grabbing all my gear running into the bush. I'm grabbing my beer running into the bush. You know what I mean? So I don't want to leave my gear behind, but it's torn. I can't, I can't, I can't carry all that, and I got a beer. Like, what do I do, right? So I was like, guys, let's just wait this out. We'll pick up the pieces at a later date. And, and, and we'll take it from there. So they're like, yeah, yeah, no worries, right? So that was kind of my thought on it anyways. So that's why we haven't really done much. Um, I would say we're lazy, but it's really not. It's just a million other things. We just no, took the yeah. opportunity to just kind of lay low, deal with some stuff, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll see where it all sits when, you know, stuff kind of settles. And next year, probably towards the end of this year into next year, hopefully things change a bit and we can actually start having, you know, some more indoor concerts and things like that. So. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But your toad is not done or anything like that. Um, we we will be back. It's just right now I needed to just take a break. And, de- and you know, I, this venue is, is so important to me and and being a part of it. And, of course, the Hikadelic show, th- those consume me, and, and I, I, I want it that way. So, Right. And I was going to ask that question about uh, – you, you hit it right on the head for me, so I didn't even have to ask you about the – uh, you you guys performing at the at the venue at that I'll be there bud I'll be there for sure uh, absolutely man for sure <laughs> I'm looking forward to, I am I I'm so looking forward to seeing that place get launched and just seeing so seeing the great bands that I got so accustomed to you know what I mean like whether I was across the street at the atrium at the music hall wherever I was great <laughs> bands I know so many amazing artists right out of this city. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the privilege that I always felt I had working at the music hall was getting to know so many great musicians and not just getting to know them, becoming friends with so many of them. And being in a position now, like with the Hikadelic show, being in a position to help support them, like legitimately support them, you know, by getting them airplay, getting them out recognized. You know, it, it's because artists, that's that's their thing, right? They got to be noticed. They got They got to be put in front of people. And sometimes getting on a stage isn't the only way to do it. And especially now, there is no way to do it. Yeah. So what better way? Get them on the show like this, share their stuff on our socials so people know who they are and just kind of keep the love alive. You know what I mean? For, for our fellow musicians out there that are that are struggling to do what they do. Even, even if it hits two or three people, man, it's still... Yeah. It's still getting getting somewhere it's been a fantastic chat with you man honestly dude it's always uh, a pleasure man <laughs> you always, you, always you. you are you are just uh you're a ball of fun man uh, <laughs> Thanks, it, whether Thanks. it's whether it's the the hikadelic show or uh you know just passing you at the at the music hall man i you got so much so much good stuff going for you like I said before, this this venture with uh, the bond with the new new venue opening in Oshawa, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be real yeah. huge, and the the music industry needs it, especially especially in Oshawa. Uh, well, the outpouring of love we've had is just overwhelming. I remember right. I was sitting uh, Thursday night after we went out for drinks and with some with everybody from the crew and had had a few patio drinks and stuff and i got home and i'm reading through it and it was hard not to 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 kind of break down just and it's not even for me i'm not ed and maggie but just (laughs) seeing the love come out to the two people that i love so much you know what i mean they're my family you know and and they mean so much to me so to, to to see that it's like oh my god right 
it, it, this is just so amazing. And to be a part of it and to be brought in and, and welcomed into that fold, it's just over, it was overwhelming for me right out of the gate, you know, when I started working at the hall and it was a fluke that that even happened. So yeah. just me being there one night, I'd get an overwhelmed going here, sit here and I'll push this button, push that button. <laughs> oh, great. Now you're lighting guy. There and then I go. did Goddle like the next week. It was so crazy, right? It was just bizarre. And then I just grabbed a hold of it. Next, thing you know, I'm, I'm helping out on stage and, I'm helping out with sound, doing sound something. It just became this incredible experience that I will cherish for my entire life. Like so I said, I, I had a rough go when I found out that place was closing. It it, it tore right. me apart. Um, so but we're back. Bigger than ever, baby. And <laughs> and I think uh so just I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it was a few weeks ago. Uh one of the girls from the program, uh she's going into her second year. Uh, I'm going to shout her out, Alexandra. Uh, this girl is phenomenal. Uh, she's been doing photography at at the music hall uh, before COVID hit and everything. Right. And she, she sent a letter to the, the ministry and, or where I, the board or the, the house, the, the, it was some anyway. Oh, the House of Commons. The the video. The House of Commons in Ottawa. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And the or okay. Some some it, but it was it was there was a video and it was like all, like there was a board and everything. It was crazy. Okay, and, wow. And they read the letter. They read the letter, and it was like, it was just like this. This is, this is, the thing about the music industry man is that we all have voices this is right. why 100% this is why i do this why i do this podcast this is why you do the hikeadelic show this is why uh you know people we Absolutely. like you like you said before about having having artists on to get their name known and stuff that's yeah that is that's why we do this, man. We do this yeah. so that they can they they can have a voice. We can have a voice. We can give other people, hey, like this is good music. Listen, let just check it yeah. out. You know. Well, you know what? We have to do this because if we don't, imagine a world without music. Oh, right? oh. like seriously, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's true, yeah. and this is why you do what you do, and and thank you for doing this because you know what we have to do this man and, and we we have such a passion for it and and we need to keep this stuff alive and move forward and make it bigger and better than it ever has been once this is all over 100 percent. you know man. what i mean so you know this is that's why when you said you want to come on I'm like of course i want to come on let's do this right <laughs> so yeah i was excited to do it man and i i, I um yeah this is and i do it any time you want man i'm happy to do it so yeah. I'm glad to definitely glad to come on. So Well at least we at least we know now that there's all these all these easier ways for us to be like if we right. can't and I think that's another thing that COVID has done is it this pandemic has, has taught us that there's other ways of communicating with to be able to do interviews and to be able to do uh you know to get to get a band from from Australia on the show or get a band from yeah from it wherever where you are you can make it happen so easily now 
Exactly. Brilliant. And I think yeah. that's, I think that is one of the biggest things for us uh, with this pandemic hitting is we have yeah. this now and I pandemic comes around again. We got this. Yeah, we'll be good now. Exactly. That's why I was saying saying earlier about about about, um basically about the technology. Like once this is over, man, the technology growth is going to be astronomical. So if we have to do this again, we'll all stay home. Exactly. (laughs) Be like, all right, okay, let's hunker down, boys. That's right. Let's hunker down. Get everyone online. Let's go. Well, yeah. Uh, Terry, uh, pleasure having you on the show. Uh, where can people find uh, first Hikadelic show and second Tears of de- 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 Deity? Of yeah, I know deity. Wow, I, I was doing so well the whole time, and then the last time I had to say it. The easiest way around it, just call us Toad. That's what so many people call us is Toad, Tears of a Deity. Toad. So it's just easier, Toad. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And we don't get offended by it. We think it's great. We don't care. <laughs> okay, so to, to basically answer those questions, as far as um, yep. the Hikadelic Show is on every Monday night, like our slogan says, let's get dirty at 930. Um, so, and you can find, uh, if you want, if the audio, just the audio is on realityradio101.com. So you just go there, hit, click the link and you can listen live at, at 930. Uh, right. we, we stream it live on Facebook and YouTube. So you can find us the, uh, the Facebook page is, um, is just a psychedelic show. Uh, you know, like any other thing you look up on Facebook and there you'll find it. We always stream live there. And then we tend to shoot out uh, other, uh, like we'll share. So you, anybody that's on the show, if you know them, catch it there. But anyways, uh, it's on YouTube as well, which is under Level Zero, which is our production, um, I guess, our production company behind it all, uh, which you just go to Level Zero on Facebook. It'll bring you up and you can find us uh, in, the, in the YouTube or on YouTube there. And as far as uh, Toad, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can find us. We're on YouTube. You just go Tears of a Deity. You can find all our videos and stuff there. We've got some old stuff there that you we you, we don't even play live. We just have it because it's stuff we've done. Uh, right. Stuff we actually have on streaming. So we've got a uh, we've got Ain't No Grave on streaming. Uh, no, sorry, it's on down. Oh, Ain't No Grave is only for download. So any download platform you can get it there. And streaming, we have two songs out, two singles. One we released last uh, a year ago, February, and then we released another one this February, which was Save Me and Into the Storm. They're both on all streaming platforms, so and, and download sites as well. So absolutely, you can get us there. Awesome. And then if you want to see me, I'll be at Forty Four Bond Street. Living there. <laughs> Stop by and bring them a beer or something. <laughs> yeah, bring me a beer and a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fantastic! Yeah. Uh, well, again, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit here and chat with you. This has been Terry Code. I've been Andrew. Uh, this has been The Lion's Pit, which you can find at The Lion's Pit uh, 2020 or The Lion's Pit 2020 at gmail.com. And then you can also find uh, The Lion's at The Lion's Pit 2020 for both Instagram and Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook as well, so 
Uh, go check out the Lions Pit on on Facebook. Again, Terry, pleasure. Keep pleasure, my friend. Keep uh, rocking, and I'll love to love to have you on the show in the near future and and chat about uh, more about what's going on with with the with the new venture and everything. And we will uh, definitely plan that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Actually, what what I, what I can do is maybe I'll get you out to check it out. Uh, once we get it, little, it's it's a little dangerous at the moment, but you can come out and check it out if you want to see it. I'd I'd Ready love through. to, man. I would absolutely yep. love to. Guys, take care, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.